Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Mikey. This is a podcast about racing. Sometimes we talk about racing. And sometimes we don't. This is The Crossover. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to The Crossover. It's me and Mikey ready to kick butt and take names. But it is not just me and Mikey. What a, or wait, or you and Mikey. I'm what, Mikey. That's right. You it's are. A, it's been a long day. It has. It's been a long it day. It has. So joining us uh, on the uh, on the hotline here on the uh, Crossover hotline is number eight, Tim Logue. Tim, how you doing today? <laughs> doing good, gentlemen. How are you? Awesome. Hey, We're first good. of all, let's get it out of the way. Happy Father's Day to you. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you. Happy Father's Day to you guys as I, well. I appreciate it. I don't know when this will air, but it's going to be way after Father's and Day. And I don't, I don't know my kids, but uh, but college, I had to make a little extra money, so there I'm sure they're somewhere. Yep, yep. <laughs> so listen, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is, uh, first of all, let's talk real quick. Hell of a race last night. Did you get a chance to see it? Were you in, in, in attendance? I was. Uh, I watched it on Speed Drum TV. I didn't get a chance to go out there. Um, Got it. My car wasn't ready, and we took it down for a couple of weeks. And I did get to watch it on Speed Drum TV. It's a hell of a good race. Yeah, and they, and uh, yeah, to like take a quick pause here for a second. Shout out to SpeedDrum.tv. It is your source for Speed Drum action when uh, when you can't actually be there. And for me, it's been a lifesaver because of all the work that I have to do. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, Austin Tunney. Congratulations. Really happy for him. But let's focus right now on the. Uh, the number seven in the overall points leader, at least it was before last night. We'll see how it shakes out. What's it feel like to be a a, a top ten driver in such a prestigious league? Oh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, man. These guys are definitely by far the best in the world, and uh, it's a lot of fun to run with these guys. And um, it's any given night, I think there's a, a lot of potential talent in the field, and uh, definitely a lot of fun. There's a lot of fast cars this year, and and a whole lot of uh, uh, bumping and grinding going on out there. Yeah, I don't know if you have any insight into this. I One thing that I heard, but it wasn't confirmed. From what I understand, Austin wasn't even running his engine last night, was he? Austin wasn't running. Uh, he didn't have any car set up for last night. He borrowed a motor from Doug Gregg. Wow. And, uh, they put it in last minute and got him there when they realized they weren't going to be able to make the dirt races because they were getting rained out at two separate dirt tracks. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, God. Holy cow. So what a way to kind of end the night, like start you know, finishing somewhere nowhere near where you wanted to start, but still being able to, <laughs> to, uh, to, to end up on top. Let's talk about figure eight racing here. Overall, you've been, uh, not just, not just a participant, but a fan for years. Is it safe to say that? Yeah, very much so. All right. So where, how long, when did you start watching figure eight racing? Um, well, I've been around it since I was born. I don't know a whole lot about when my family got around it. I know my uncle was a major fan of the sport and, and race some, as well as work at the track some. When I was younger, I did the, the bicycles and the big wheels and did all that. And I can remember going out there for years when uh, I was real little and got around it and was just uh, entrenched in it, loved it, and been around it since pretty much day one so when was when was the first time you actually uh, got behind the wheel on uh, on a late model figure eight uh the first time i i actually got in my brother-in-law's car back in the late 80s and i ran a few nights just as uh, a few started a few nights but actually running a full series of races um in would that have been oh three? I guess mm -hmm. was the first time I got in. Yeah, it was like oh yeah. three. Okay, um, you know the last time we talked, we talked about the history of the sport in general. That uh, you know we, we don't want to use uh, we don't want to use words like dying. But you mentioned that um, here lately the sport's kind of starting to kind of struggle. I have to imagine the pandemic didn't help that very much. 
Yeah, you know, the sport in itself, short track racing in general, has slowed down considerably. Yeah, it has. Um, just overall. And asphalt figure eight short tracks have even slowed down more. And then, of course, the figure eight world and figure eight racing itself has slowed down uh probably more than any of the small track short track type of you know i i have to wonder how much of it is just based on exposure i mean you know the the first time i was ever aware of it we talked about the, this the last time we talked it was on monster garage with a with a friend of the show jesse james i say that all the time it's absolutely not true <laughs> it's absolutely not true um and in all honesty i thought it was a gimmick but apparently it was actually really popular at that time and, and you were saying that that he actually came and raced raced at the speedrome right yeah, he actually raced that first hunk of shit that he built actually at the speed room. And, and uh, you know, the guys there kicked his ass with that first car. <laughs> um, and, uh, well, they kicked his ass both times. But that first time, it was really – he made like an 800-horsepower El Camino that weighed right. like 4,500 pounds. Holy shit, yeah. These guys. Um, it had all the power in the world. It just couldn't move that much mass right. uh, to keep up with those guys. And, and – you know, there again, kudos to him for bringing, you know, fan base to the to the sport and helping it, you know, uh, build the sport some. But at the end of the day, you can't just step into a car that you know nothing really about and run into a sport and, and hope to dominate against yeah. guys that do it every week and weekend and week yeah, out. Yeah, and I remember the watching race. the race. I remember the ra- watching the race that they did. It might have been was it at Irwindale that they raced? I for think the it show? was. I think it was. And it was yeah. it was clear. It was crystal clear that it was it was uh, it was a shoot. That it was definitely set up yeah. for for drama and stuff like that. And I, I walked away from it thinking to myself, and that's why I was never interested in all honesty, because it was like, okay, this is, it's a gimmick. And, right. you know, when I, when I try to explain it to the, to people, what's, what's shocking is not how much, how many collisions there are. It's how many collisions there aren't. It is, it, people don't understand the level of talent and um, the ability to react that goes into driving one of those cars and and not just that, but anticipating what's about to happen next, because you wouldn't you would think that none of these cars would survive more than a couple of weeks. But you you and, and I'm going to blow some I'm going to blow some sunshine up your skirt. But but I mean it. You guys are in order to stay out there. You guys have to be incredibly talented because if you're not, you'll just get crushed. Well, there's a lot of respect between all the drivers, um, you know, whether whether they personally like you on or off the track. Um there's a definitely a level of respect in what we do. And, um, you know, I've been in a lot of different kinds of cars, oval, uh, I've did some drags, I've done a little bit of everything. And the biggest difference is the complexity of adding that cross. You know, not only do you have to look and make sure you've got clearance to make it in a hole to put it through, you actually have to worry about looking up if there's a car stopped at the intersection and not rear ending that car or, somebody stalled out and you know they're setting sideways there's just um you have all the same complexities that you have on the corners um and all four corners and the straightaways as you do in any other race but now you add that extra complexity of looking for a hole to shoot through the through on uh the crossover and then of course not only does the hole have to be from cars that are coming at you you have to make sure there's no cars sitting in the intersection in your way 
in the process. Yeah, so you just brought up a great point, and uh, it's something we talked to Matt Smith about. The one thing – now, I, I, as a spectator, I absolutely love crossover action. I love the idea that something is about to get hit. I don't want these cars getting hurt. I, want the, I don't want these guys getting hurt. What what makes me most afraid when I'm in the stands, it makes me park up the worst and kind of look away is when you've got someone pulled up short of the of the crossover, but not quite short enough to see what what traffic is coming the other way. And you got a guy making a play for the center of that crossover, not seeing what traffic is coming through. Now, I don't remember correctly, but I believe you're number eight USA insulation. You do not have clear wings on that car, do you? I do not. I have to imagine there are times you appreciate that there are some other cars on that track <laughs> that have clear wings. There are there are times when every uh, every inch of visibility you can get is still not enough. Got it. Um, yeah, and it seems like a lot of times uh, most of the accidents that I have been involved in um, I have been obviously misjudging timing, not mm. only from me or, or a competitor misjudging timing too, and then other times – you know, you're running side by side with somebody, and it seems like most of the worst accidents happen when you're running side by side with somebody, and the person to the, uh, we'll call it the outside, yeah, on the inbound coming traffic coming into the crossover. Mm-hmm. When you're running side by side, that guy may let up for a second because he sees something you don't, and right. then you shove your nose right on out there, and you know, there's a little extra feeling of sense of this guy's got my my back as you're going into the thing, as you're coming into the crossover, and you look over and you think, okay, well, he's right side by side with me. Um, the hole's big enough we can go through, and, you know, you feel pretty confident in that, and then all of a sudden somebody shoots through the hole, and boom, you, you clip them or they clip you. See, what you're talking and, about. Uh, that yeah. happens. What, yeah, what you're talking about right now, it, it comes at the, the heart of the excitement of it. Now, I know that there was a little bit of chatter on social media uh, last night about our buddy Doodle Ferris, uh, <laughs> p- kind of picking and choosing who he was going to wave by and and who he, he was going to run interference for. You mentioned earlier, uh, kind of the respect for each other and, and looking out for each other. Is there is there an unspoken understanding like, hey, if you're lapped, uh, you know, stay in it to have some fun, but otherwise get the hell out of the way. I paid my twenty five dollars to be out there the same as you did. So, you know. <laughs> Man, hell uh, yeah, man! So well, here's the thing: I was hoping you weren't yeah. going to go there because because <laughs> three or four weeks ago we had an incident in in the oval races. I'm not going to mention what division. I'm not going to mention the drivers because everybody knows who the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, pretty brutal, pretty brutal crack up uh, coming down the, the the straightaway on the back half. They both went high at the same time. One guy thought he was being boxed out. He was in first place, and I'll be damned if he wasn't racing again last night. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I've made it very, very clear in the past. I'm not going to criticize track management because they have way more to worry about than I than I do. But, it, you know, I've known guys that have gotten two week suspensions just for getting out of their car to argue. Yeah. And I watched a guy pummel a guy three weeks ago and he was racing again last night. Yeah, it's that stuff happens. I mean, tempers fly. I, I you know, we are all uh, we all are in inter- full of adrenaline and you know we're all adrenaline junkies to be doing what we do anyway yeah that's that's part of it and your adrenaline's really flying you know and and to answer your question yeah if somebody is uh i know doodle ferris mike riddle um they're both hard guys to pass Mm -hmm. um but they're not um 
you know, if you're if you're in the lead pack and their car is not up to snuff, they'll they'll let you through. Okay. Um, the problem the problem comes down to is if you let the leaders through very easy, mm-hmm. then the guy that you're running for position will sneak right in with them and he'll pass you as well. Got it. You've got to be really kind of. That's what creates some of that. Yeah. Um, I've heard Mark say a couple times in some interviews. Mark Tunney, um, by far, you know, obviously one of the greatest drivers in our class. Right. By far. Uh, who's ever drove these cars. But he, he said the one thing he likes about the figure eight racing is that setting up in the crossover sets you up for additional chances to pass. Uh-huh. And there is a lot of truth to that. So, you know, in, in oval and even on our track, it's so short that a lot of times you can only get around somebody if you can get your nose in under them on the corners in the oval. And so it creates a lot of uh, frustration and a lot of beating and banging and running out of real estate to try and get around where the crossover allows us an extra pick point, if you will, to pick off somebody. Yeah. You say, um, you say uh, frustration and beating and banging. And what I hear is excitement, sir. You yeah. Know, Cause there's nothing <laughs> like, there's nothing like poking that nose under somebody, you know, trying to catch a little wind and pass and getting your snout bitten off. I mean, I, like I said, I don't want yeah. any, I don't want anyone to get hurt. And I certainly don't want these privately funded cars to get tore up to an extent. You lose a fender here or there. No one's going to, you know, you'll be out there. Right. But week. if it, if it totally fucks up your front end or, or yeah. cracks a, you know, <laughs> cracks a tank or something like that, that's a, that's a end of the day type yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Getting that tank damage is what I worry about the most. You know, you, God. yeah, you blow a radiator yeah. or something, you'll be out there next week, but there's a, it's an exciting sport, man. I, yeah. I, it drives me nuts. I haven't been out there now in three weeks, and it's driving me absolutely crazy. Yeah, he. Anytime, uh, anytime I'm on, I'm at the track or I'm watching it via Speedrome TV. He's like, "Hey, what's going on? Yep. Keep me up to date. Keep me up to yep. date." Yep. I at work texting, and like I said, Speedrome TV, Speedrome TV has been a lifesaver. That's right. It absolutely is. You know, originally I looked at it and I thought it wasn't worth the expense, but for the product that they put out and the access that you have to it, to it, it's it's still great. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit. No pun intended. Yeah, I don't know hey, if you're going to hey, have Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where you work, but your job sucks if they don't let you come to the races. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, so, so I'm not going to. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to throw too much out there in the public. I'll text you with some stuff I got going on. Um, it was, it was a. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to get into it, and we're going to edit this whole piece yeah, this is, this because the people <laughs> I work for don't need to know what my future plans are. That's right. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I so are you aware? Are you, so if you've been listening for a little while, you know how I feel about Tony Stewart. Yeah. Um, have you are, are are you aware of what he's doing with this SRX Racing League? Uh, some, yeah. Okay, so I, I do you have an opinion? And if you want to reserve judgment, just to check it out a little bit. I think overall it could be good for short track. It looks racing. really cool. It's a <clears throat> lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Um, I think the episode we dropped dropped last week gives a pretty decent overview of what I think the bonus was. Episode. That was was yeah. <clears throat> yeah yeah we talked about that and we talked about um, there are like really famous IndyCar drivers and other NASCAR drivers and old names from NASCAR yeah that and race current, in SRX and current too the Indy 500 win- winner from this year yeah it, Helio Castroneves yeah, is actually racing in this legend like, oh, dude it's, it's amazing and I think I I think if they can separate some of the ego from it I think it'll be great we watched last night if you get a chance Tim go to YouTube. Because right now it's the only place I can find it. That's right. And watch the race from yesterday. It is clear that these old road dogs have no idea how to race on a dirt track. <laughs> it is bumper cars out there. It was it was so so funny. 
Um, I didn't get to watch the whole thing because I ended up it was it, I, I watched it after the wedding and I'd had a couple drinks and I literally fell asleep watching it. That's... But I mean, I'm telling you, every three laps there was there was a wreck or a spin out. They had no idea how to race it. Dude. And that's what I love about short track racing. You can't just be any idiot with millions of dollars. You have to have you, some level you, of yeah, skill. you have to have some skill behind yeah. it. And that's why I've said from the beginning, you can keep your NASCAR, you can keep your Indy, you can keep your Formula One, your mm-hmm. Formula E. Short track racing is where it's at. You got guys out there that are deciding steaks or pork chops this week so that I can actually put tires on the car and go out there that's and right. run this weekend. That's why I love short track racing. I'll put that on the shirt. <laughs> pork chops, shit. We, we were talking peanut butter and jelly, baby. When right. We oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I, you know, someone actually posted that uh, week before last, I think, in the um, – in the demolition derby class, I mean the factory front wheel drive cl- class, <laughs> where they got beat up so bad they were eating peanut butter jelly and bush light, an odd combination, not something I'd go that with. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, it sounded pretty uh, gross. Uh, uh. But uh, you know they they needed I think they I think they needed a radiator that week, and they were out there running. That's right. Yeah. Well, I go back to the same thing. I, I don't know about you guys, but short track racing to me is the same as high school sports. Yeah. Is compared to the NFL. These guys are all playing with heart and desire and drive to do something that they want to do. And if nothing else, it's to prove something to themselves. And that is what makes high school sports so in, you know, so awesome to watch these, these young talents out there beating the hell out of each other to, you know, hope that someday they can be in college football or baseball or whatever sport you choose. It's heart. And I think that's what short track racing has more than anything else. It doesn't have money corrupting it as much. That's and it right. It makes it more for the heart. That's, that's right. right. So we can't have you on the phone. We would be remiss if we didn't and talk about short track racing. We've got to talk about the movie that you were involved with the eight. And if, and folks, if you have not seen it, seen it, you have, to. I'm not even sure where you can go get it. I think it's on, point. I think it's on YouTube and prime. I think it's on prime. It's, video. On, it's on, it's on prime. Okay. Can uh, I look so that up? It is available to prime. Members he just only. said, okay. he just said, right. It's available on prime. Okay, cool. Um, so really that it, if nothing else, that's an ad to sign up for prime. That's right. Um, not a sponsor mm-hmm. of the show, but you know, Hey, we're always listening. Uh, so let us, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so tell us, uh, tell us about the genesis of that, what your involvement was and kind of what the goal of the, of the movie was um well dan hall is the guy who actually uh was the producer of that show put it together um did the most of the filming hired in some other filming um there was some uh, it was basically around the uh, kind of the behind the scenes of what it takes to make it out there to get out racing and how there are different completely different personalities completely different backgrounds um, all into the same thing. Um, you don't really you know. Most people have no idea what the backgrounds are of, of people who are out there. Um, you know, you have guys that, you know, are on disability, for for example. One driver, I, I, I keep names to themselves, but yeah, one, one yeah, driver I don't want their, I don't want their company to find that out. Yeah, uh, who, who struggles to make it every week. Great, great person, great guy. I like him a lot, but you know he struggles to be there every week. And and I commend him for being out there and, and giving it his all every week. And you know, uh, thanks to Kevin and the way he set up the the payout window to make it so that even even he can get out there and afford to go out and have some fun and enjoy it with his family. And and you know, I, I'm very supportive of that. Yeah, we know. Um, and then you have guys across the board. 
Yeah, we know exactly who you're talking about. Him and his son are, are assets to that track. And they're good people. And they're very good yeah. people. Um, you know, even in even yeah. we were just talking about this on the short shoot this morning. Yeah. Because I was able to tune or I was able to call him for the short shoot. <laughs> even when people give him shit and he caught a ration of shit last he night. He really did. He he said, Whatever, gonna yeah. be out there next week. I'm on the track and you're not, sucker. Yeah. Love it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly it. And then you know, so there's there's uh, there's every gamut that will get out there and do what they do. Um, listen, I don't have no no dreams of being a big NASCAR driver, a big IndyCar driver, and and never really have. Um, I enjoy the figure eight racing world, and I I enjoy all racing short track, but figure eight predominantly. And you know, uh, I've gotten the privilege to get to run against some of the guys that. Uh, um, really, it was exciting, and and I will tell you after the race, uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before last, um, I ran five six laps with R.J. Norton Sr. And uh, man, you talk about exciting! When I got out of the car and after when right before the rainstorms hit, I went down and and to get to tell him how much I appreciate because he he was a guy that I idolized when I was a kid growing up. Oh, and that's it, cool! It meant a lot to me to be able to run door to door with him. And, so was and he? I, and I went down and told him. Did he? Uh, did he drive in for that, or is he local? He's local, but he doesn't run very often. Got it. Which got is it. a okay. shame because he's he's got a phenomenal he's a phenomenal driver. Always has been. He's a great great guy. Uh, but it meant a lot to me to get to run door to door with one of my idols, and you know, uh, I mean. It's, and I've known him. I've had a lot of conversations with him outside of the racetrack. But you know what? I was like a, that night. I felt like a, a, a ten-year-old kid going back to get an autograph that yeah. night. I really did. It was that exciting to me just to get to run with him, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I love that. And that, in all honesty, for those that that don't get to do it very often, that's another credit to this sport, to short track racing, the speed drum in particular. Uh, if you get out there, you find yourself a new hero. The end of the race, you walk to the pit and you meet him, and you say, "Hey, what's going yep, on?" Yep, you can absolutely, you yep. can, you can, uh, you know, they, they. It's one thing that I that I love about Kevin and the way he runs that track. He keeps it accessible, and he makes sure, you know, I, and I'm not going to speak for him here, but the drivers are aware. Hey, there's going to be fans around, so either for either, so either keep it cool or don't open your mouth. <laughs> right. So we we've, we've talked um, before this about about figure eight racing and and different tracks around around the United States. And you mentioned to me that there aren't very many tracks that are doing figure eight racing in the United States. You said there's like maybe what you say, 10 or 12 tracks doing it. I don't, I don't even know if there's that many now. I mean, there are, there are less, I think there are less than 10 now. Okay. Um, and there, there are, um, tracks that are kind of dropping off as we speak. Um, there are tracks around the country that, but as far as in the outlaw series cars, there's only about three, four tracks that host them on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, that's a shame because the cars that most people see, they assume uh, are, outlaws. are, so, you know, are, are not outlaw cars. They're just basic, you know, stock cars, um, kind of uh, the Ford class cars that you see at the Speedrome now. Most of the cars that we see running figure eight racing these days are that caliber of a car. And so a lot of people have no idea that outlaw cars even exist in a lot of areas. So so let me ask you a question. What do you think we as as, as uh, Speedrome and, and outlaw fans, what can we do 
to improve that standing because I know that they'll they'll run figure eights over there at uh, Sun Valley Speedway every now and then, but they don't. It's not very often. They're not highlighting it. It's anymore. only it's only special events like and, maybe twice a year. And what drives me nuts is they've got the perfect track. Oh for my it. god, it's banked and beautiful. Yep. yep. Well, you know, you know what we really need to do is we need to do what you guys did. Nice. We need to tell a friend. Shout. Yeah, we need that's to drive right. A friend to the racetrack. It's that simple. I mean, you can play video games all day long, or you can drag a kid to the racetrack and drag a friend to the racetrack and let them smell the mm. racing fuel, yeah. the rubber. Hell yeah! Get yeah. them, get them involved. I mean, I would, I would absolutely love to see more people drag a friend to the racetrack. You know, it's good family fun. It's clean fun. It's a good environment. Most every short track that you go to in the country, you know, most of them have good deals for food. Yeah, you know, the speed drum is not overpriced on their drinks and food. No, they're not. No, it's not. Comparatively, you go to a basketball game or an NFL game, you go to any of those, they're all great activities, but they're expensive. It's good, reasonably priced family fun. You need to do what you guys did, man. Drag a friend. Tell a friend. That's, oh, yeah. That's exactly. I mean, even if I got to take him kicking and screaming, I'm sure I can, I'm sure I can bring yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> it was I, – I still don't it, – it's yeah. one of those things I have – my ego – well, my ego's not that big, but I have a lot of pride. And usually when I take a stance yeah. on something, it's hard to break me free from it. But fuck was I wrong on this one. Yeah, like it's, and it's the one thing that I will always bring up. Like if, if, I, if I tell him to do something, he's like, no, I don't want to do it. I'll be like, remember that time? Yeah. And we went to the speed drum. You're like, yeah. yeah. And I don't know that I've told this story, but um, the uh, – the, um, the outlaws weren't running that night, but they were running a practice. They were doing the a practice, hours, and you got super stoked. Hours. And I and they I hear I you hear them start up in the pits. I was like, what the fuck is that? And he was like, oh, just wait. And then oh, they yeah. come out on the track. And, and at first, I thought it was just like a sideshow or something. Like, there's no way those cars run here, right? Because I had just watched a factory front. I just watched a jalopy race, which yeah. was don't get me wrong, it was a lot of yeah. fun. But it's like, wait a minute, those cars run here. And he was like, "Yes, they do." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll be back next week. <laughs> I will definitely be back next next week." He tried to play it off real chill. He's like, he, "So, what are you doing next?" Uh, no, next I did. I wasn't playing it chill at all, dude. I was nudging you in the you shoulder, were, going, "You I'm are in, so stoked." I'm in fucking love. Yeah, dude, this is amazing. Now, it pro <laughs> so the the four or five Michelob Ultras probably helped. That's that's probably what did. But help. I did keep coming back, mm -hmm. right. and then and then one thing leads to another. I'm telling other people about it, and then the next thing you know, I haven't missed a single race. And then we're I'm buying equipment to put a fucking studio in my in the corner of and, my bedroom. And like what the hell? And here we are. That's right. Here That's we right. are. So listen, if that passion doesn't come across, I've got a couple guys at work. Unfortunately, we all work the same goddamn shit. So, so. They can't yeah. <laughs> like they're totally interested. And when I'm watching at work, which I totally never do because I'm not allowed to do, but when I'm watching at work, they're absolutely watching with me. That's what's up. But it doesn't matter because I yeah. literally never do that. I, I don't think you've ever done that at all. Nope, not, not a single Yeah, no, time. I don't think that's ever happened <laughs> at all. Well, so our, our, goal, our goal with this is we want to um, – we, we talk a lot about short track racing, and, and we do focus a lot on the speedrome, but I think what we really want to do is we want to keep, you know, figure eight racing alive through, oh, yeah. through, through this podcast because the, the more that the, – the more – races that happen with figure eight racing the more people that go to see figure eight racing the more this podcast i mean it's, it's a selfish reason oh of really, course. really yeah. why i want to yeah, keep doing sure. it but but i i think that um that we can 
we can get the word out, you know, through through interviews, through talking with other racetracks. Um, I definitely want to sit down with you at some point off mic and just. I know you mentioned a couple racetracks, and I have a horrible memory, so I need to write them down. Well, so and, I was in. You know, we'll talk about this later. Okay, but sure. I was up in Wisconsin, yeah, for the wedding in Fond du Lac. Yeah, and my uh, my cousin, who by the way has plenty of space for us, a word said, uh, "Hey, you know, there's four short tracks within like ten minutes of where you're sitting. We're right going. Now. I don't care. I don't and care." I said. Sounds good. We're staying there for a month. We're going to go one a week, and we're going <laughs> to... Well, I mean, I have a job, but but it wouldn't be hard to take all this equipment with us. That's right. And then just start grabbing people off the street, like, hey, do you want to be in a podcast? There's like 15 people that think we're awesome, so maybe you'll get famous. That's right, but it's 15 people who fucking matter, and that's... that's, right. that's and right. that's... that's they, are the, they are the smartest 15 people that's we right. know. That's right, and everybody... <laughs> that's right. I, I am really jealous, because like I've heard Tina's name more than I've heard anybody else's. I, I don't even think I hear Mikey's name as much as I hear Whoa! <laughs> well, see, 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 Tim. Here's the thing, man. We didn't know you were such a huge fan of the show until like, until about you well, know, until two, he said he was right. Like you, when when you came up and sat down yeah. next to me. First of all, I thought that was. I was like, okay, this is it. Yeah. This is it. I've made it. We're did good. I tell you she sent me a text? Did she really? <laughs> she did. What'd she say? So, oh my god, I don't know if I want to talk about this. Was it dirty? It, no, it wasn't dirty, but it was um, it was flowery enough that I showed my wife just in case she ever saw it accidentally. Oh, okay. So but we'll talk about that later. Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim's, <laughs> Tim's going to have to hear that on a separate episode. Yeah, listen, well, content is yeah. fucking king, and we can't share that's everything right. in one and, show. And, <laughs> that's right. So, um, but but we we really appreciate you listening yeah, to I, us. Yeah, I can't I can't and, thank you enough. And all here. the insight, all the insight that you give us on how we can make this podcast better, and also how we can. Uh, help the sport grow too. That is that is uh, priceless, and we really, really appreciate. Yeah, and we're that. not shuffling out, uh, shuffling you out the door. I want you to talk about two things real quick. Number one, I want you to talk about when the next time you're racing and who you're looking to take out, or sorry, who you're looking to beat. <laughs> Do you have like I know that there's well, some friendly rivalries. Do you have one or two guys in particular that it feels really good when you pass them? Everybody on that damn racetrack. I ain't gonna. Yeah. Lie. God damn it, yeah. that didn't help me. Trying to create some rivalries. <laughs> no, here. no. After that pause, uh, well, I knew. Yeah, I knew. Natural rivalries. You know, it's uh, there. There are a few guys that you get near, and it's like you feel like you got magnets on your car. There you, you know? go. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, seriously, dude. Why is it always me you're rubbing with? <laughs> well, and you know, if it, if it, every series has that too, and it doesn't matter whether you're what you're racing, everybody has that one person. That no matter what, you guys could be best friends off the track, on the track, whatever. But as soon as you get in the car, boom, you hit each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it's it's funny. But yeah, I uh, no, I really don't have any natural rivalries right now going that I, this year, for example. But uh, we can start one if you want. July 10th. Yeah, is there one that you want to start? Oh, well, we can we can uh, we can make it happen right here, right now. You want to call somebody out for no reason? Uh, Fuck Doodle Ferris. No. Everybody else is Co- coincidentally on the phone right now is so, yeah. Mr. Doodle Ferris. So, yeah, that's right. So on the phone right now, no, I'm not. I, <laughs> we're not. No, we're not. Oh, I actually don't. Can on. someone tell me? Guy. Can you tell he seem, me? He seems like a no, really nice guy. I have no idea who the guy is. I just know that I had never heard of him. Listen, and then like three weeks ago, he's the only person everyone's talking about. I swear, Dan, my wife called his name out in bed. Dan, so <laughs> Dan tells me um, that he's he's the kind of guy you want to interview because, and I've seen interviews with him yeah and he's 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 uh, i love him to death because he's very animated and ready to rock and roll okay on his interviews and I please think that, tell me he has a mullet uh i don't know but okay. he's definitely nascar ready he don't Got have it. no errors so oh he does okay. <laughs> he is uh, he 
he is a walking cartoon character. Yeah. I mean, he really is. He's a funny guy, and, and he is uh, he is a, a definitely a walking cartoon character kind of. Is he uh, is he a nice guy too? He really is a nice guy. Okay, I mean, cool. He's, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, he, he's doing a lot of stuff for other people in his community down there in Kentucky. Good. And, uh, he's, he's taking care of some, some other gentlemen's kids and some other stuff. I mean, he's just a really good person. All right, so um, so I take back everything. How I, dare you, Mikey? Yeah, how dare you? I take it all. I take back everything I have thought and or said about him. So it kind of sounds like. No, he's a shitty driver. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Oh, my God. That's what I wanted to hear. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, be nice. Yeah, I don't mean that. I I sincerely don't mean that. I I don't know the guy. It just, you know. This is is how we're going to get him to contact me. Every now and then, like, my ego will get the better of me. (laughs) And we'll start. You'll start talking about someone. It's like, wait a minute. You're not talking about me anymore. That's right. Well, fuck whoever it is you're talking about. It's back. It's back to you. Yeah. It's like I'm dating my ex all over again. So where does he where does he run? Does he run out of Kentuckiana? Yeah, he's he's out of the Jeffersonville area down there, Louisville, Jeffersonville area. Okay. And, Are uh, you guys planning yeah, on he runs out of Denver. So do you guys do you ever drag your car down there to run? I have ran down there some. I uh this year because uh Doug Gregg is my crew chief this okay. year and okay. keeping my car ready for me and, and he keeps it going well. His daughter Kimmy is running the C R A series and you know, he has to take her car and be at a lot of the different races. And so when he's not able to be there, I don't want to take a chance on being too far away from the racetrack, you know, being too far away from the speed room. Got it. Right. That's why I don't typically run uh, much without him because he's not there. All right. So here's one last thing that we're going to talk about because we have to, because it's Father's Day. I got to get my kids involved. I want to tell you something. This is not rehearsed. I literally just told my wife to bring them in here. They have no idea why they're in here. But trust me, Tim, you're going to fucking love why they're in here. Let's talk about your one and only sponsor real quick. Uh, when I introduced, when I told my, my kids that we were going to have you on the podcast and I told them who you were uh, because they were like, oh, does he do something? Does he do anything else? And I said, well, actually, he owns USA Install- Installation. And that's exactly what they did. That is exactly what they did. So hit it out of the park. Kids, thank you so much. I love you. I'm the proudest father in the world. You guys can go back to bath time now. (laughs) That is that is absolutely priceless. That's yeah, they they yeah, they were really, really excited. And then uh, we won't get into details, but we started talking about your offer for July 10th and they got super excited about that. But but I'll I'll get into I'll, I'll get in contact with you uh, after this. There's no reason to talk. OK, for the crossover, I'm Josh. I'm Mikey. I'm Tim. Be good or be good. At Hell it. That's yeah, li- that's <laughs> brother. Right. All right. Tim, thank you so much for taking the time. I'll talk to you soon.